You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com. I am semi-awake. That's that's what I can offer at this point in the day. But I am more than awake enough to talk baseball. Always ready to talk baseball. And that's what we do here. So I promised on last night's episode, which you may have already heard. Maybe not. Maybe you're taking them in order. Or just this one popped in first and you do it by most recent. I don't know how you do things. I can't see into your devices. But yeah, so today we're going to preview the Angel series a little bit and talk about that in the second half. But I did want to mention the pitching that the Blue Jays got in that last series against Oakland. So we're going to talk about that for the first little bit. And there is a fair amount to talk about with their pitching just because of, you know, what they were able to do to Oakland. They held them to seven runs over three games, which generally, if you do that, you're likely going to win most of the games. And it starts with the person who is actually leading the American League in ERA right now. And no, that isn't Aaron Sanchez which we will talk about in a few minutes. But no, Marcus Stroman was dynamite in the Friday night game against Oakland. The Stro show had the big spotlight with Vlad Jr. coming up that game, and he did not disappoint at all. He was electricity. He was just able to do whatever he wanted with the baseball Pitched seven innings, a one-hit ball, walked two, struck out seven, which when Strowman's averaging a K in inning, you know he's feeling good. And just watching him during that game, like, again, he was so in control of everything. Like, he he was able to put his fastball where he wanted, but the big thing was that breaking pitch. Some call it a slider. Some call it a curveball. I call it vicious because there was nothing athletic batters could do with that thing. It was just cutting all over the place. And like you watch Chris Davis pick up the platinum sombrero. Or is it golden? Golden's for four. Platinum's for five. Right. Um. Anyway. Chris Davis had the sombrero and he was not dancing after facing Blue Jays pitching that night. Struck out against Stroman three times and then Ken Giles got him with another slider. Just just absolute difficulty. Like he he had no shot at it. He's that that's the kind of game that helps his average fall back towards 247. But just just how how quickly, how dominant the pitching was. Like, Stroman, you know, again, he was peak Stroman. He was playing with timing. He 
he was doing whatever he wanted on the mount. And when Strowman is feeling that, it's incredibly hard to get him off his game. So wanted to talk about that. Then on Saturday, Aaron Sanchez went and he got the win. He didn't allow an earned run. Only allowed two hits, so that's all right. The problem is he only went five innings again, and he had four walks. He had you know as many walks as he did strikeouts, and that's that's been the problem with Aaron Sanchez lately. He has no ability to maintain that control for any length of time. And you know, again, you saw it in the fifth inning with him, where he just came completely undone, like. Like it was, it was tough watching him try to find the plate and just having zero success whatsoever. Like it's not good if if you come out of a game and I say, oh, oh, thank Alanis, Sam Gavilio is in the game now instead of Aaron Sanchez. I should never have to say that out loud. That's like a curse. That's an Irish curse or something. But. That that was the scenario because you felt if Sanchez went out there for the sixth inning, then all of a sudden that lead wasn't safe. Like like watching him struggle to to even get it close to the plate is it's a worrying sign. And there have been discussions on Jason on the couch just how long uh, Aaron Sanchez is a viable MLB starter, whether or not he he should be converted back to a reliever and outings like that even though they were technically a success technically the Blue Jays got the win technically Aaron Sanchez got the win but outings like that just add fuel to the fire that Sanchez is not going to be the long-term answer as a starter and ironically I haven't seen that as much from Blue Jays fans I've seen them being like, oh, let's turn Strowman into a reliever because he's short and he won't be able to do it forever. I am far more confident in Marcus Strowman being able to be a durable MLB starter than I have any faith in Aaron Sanchez. And Scott Boris thinks he's going to get a giant payout for the, for Aaron Sanchez. He's going to be as disappointed as he was this offseason because Sanchez is going to have to wait till May. He's going to be Dallas Keuchel out there because he's not going to get the money he wants because he can't control his stuff. He can't pitch deep into games. He, he wants to be paid like an ace. He is not going to be paid like an ace. He's going to be paid like the third or fourth starter that he is that he is at best, at best, he's a third or fourth. More likely, he's a reliever. And relievers don't get paid. So, again, that that's not to say that, you know, Sam Gavilio coming in and pitching another three innings of shutout ball and dropping his ERA down to one wasn't nice. Like, like again, Sammy G is remade in the bullpen and it's it's actually astonishing um quickly quickly move on to sunday starter trent thornton he also went five innings he managed to walk more batters than aaron sanchez he walked five but he also struck out seven so you know that it's a little little bit different i 
I was happy to see at 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 the very least he was able to keep the damage to a minimum. He only gave up two hits as well. But he he was able to work around the walks. And like I I know they're they're very similar score lines and I'm praising Trent Thornton while excoriating Aaron Sanchez, but you know, Sanchez is a veteran. He should have figured this out by now. Blisters or not. Trent Thornton just made his like sixth start in the majors. And what we've learned about Trent Thornton is he will battle through whatever it is he's work is against him. He he is that fighter type of pitcher. Like like it's it's almost like he's in a boxing match. He'll he'll keep taking blows, often self inflicted. Again, five walks. Not great, but he continues to battle through. And and a lot of times that's what you want to see in a young pitcher. There's someone who's not going to get beat down, who's not going to lose their mental edge just because they make a mistake or something. You want to see someone who can bounce back because as they get more acclimated to major league batting, you know, that ability to battle back and, and not have that adversity is huge. So did like seeing that in Trent Thornton. Bullpen, for the most part, was good, aside from, you know, giving up late runs. Joe Biagini giving up that home run to Robbie Grossman. That sucked to see. And then Thomas Pannone, he, he tried. He tried so hard, and he got so far, and in the end, he gave up three runs and just set the stage for the comeback on Sunday. But hey, Elvis Luciano got his first win out of it. He plunked a batter. And and then got a fly ball out, but Elvis Luciano has an MLB win, so I I don't think that's something people would have said he he was able to do. He got Chris Davis out, which again wasn't hard this weekend, but still still good for him. So we will talk about tonight's game uh, in a sec, but first just want to remind you that this podcast, like many others on the Locked On Blue. Locked On Podcast Network is sponsored by ZipRecruiter because hiring is challenging, but there's one place where you can go where it's simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates, and that place is ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but that's not it. They, They do so much more than that. They have powerful matching technology that scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. And as the applications come in, ZipRecruiter will analyze each one and pick out the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's so effective, 80% of employers who use ZipRecruiter get a great candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free just by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So ZipRecruiter, it's the smartest way to hire. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so tonight's game. Uh, Blue Jays start a five-game road trip out in Los Angeles by taking on the Angels. I believe it's five games. I think the Texas series is only two. I will double-check that right now. It is a six-game series. I am sorry. 
They play two against San Francisco. That's our next one. So a six-game series starting in Los Angeles against the Angels. And get ready, Blue Jays fans. We have another starter facing Toronto that's making their MLB debut. So you know that's going to be fun times for the Blue Jays, just given recent history. Um, The Angels promoted their top pitching prospect, Griffin, Griffin Canning who will make his major league debut against Toronto. Um, he was a second round pick in 2017. He has a 1-0 record and a 0-56 ERA in three starts this season in Salt Lake City, which, you know, you're dealing with elevation. That's that's going to be difficult. He has a, a sub-1 whip, 0.938 in those three games in the Pacific League. Um... 17 strikeouts in 16 innings. So he he's good. He's he's very good. And it it's going to be difficult for a Blue Jays team that's never had any kind of experience with him. The Angels are just completely different. So he has four pitches. Um he has it he has a changeup that's really good that the Blue Jays are going to have to kind of wait on. Uh, he has a he has a fastball that's above average, and he has a slider and a curve that he'll also throw. So it's it's going to be tough to pick him up early, and the Blue Jays are going to have to be patient with this kid and sit back. That's probably his main weakness, actually, is that he doesn't have a lot of durability. He hasn't pitched six innings in a game yet. Um. Actually, I think the first one he did was his last uh, AAA start. So he's probably not going to go long. And then the Blue Jays get into the Angels' bullpen, which is soft. And is there is there weak underbelly that can be attacked? So that's going to be key for the Blue Jays tonight. Just wait on him, make him pitch, see the nerves. Um, Clay Buckles is on the mound for Toronto. He faces the team he got his last win against back on August 22nd, 2018. He actually threw seven shutout innings against the Angels. So he's familiar with them. He knows how to work them. Hopefully Buckles can maintain the kind of control he's had and and get that first win on the season. But it, it will remain to be seen against the Angels. Um, Blue Jays have had mixed success in Los Angeles against them, but um, obviously at this point in the day, the lineups haven't been announced. I would not be surprised to see Freddie Galvis back in there, just the way he was able to play last night. Well, not not last night, the night before. Um, the fact that he was able to get a couple of bats in, play in the field and be all right. I'm expecting Galvis to be in the lineup today. So that'll be something to see. Sogard probably shifts over to second if they want to continue having him bat lead off. And then Brandon Drury's available off the bench. So that is what I'm expecting tonight. I will be awake somehow. I will be watching along with y'all. And just a reminder that if you ever want to get in touch with me and talk about baseball, you can find me on Twitter at neoac 18 That's neoac 18 You can follow this podcast on all the social medias. You can follow it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all under Locked on Jays. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast at 
um, Himalaya, which is a curated podcast app that'll also get you other good baseball stuff if you're interested in that sort of thing. You can subscribe on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts by yelling at your neighbor to subscribe at it through your apartment wall. However you do this, you can do so. And hey, if you follow that neighbor into their car, you can tell them to play Locked on Jays on their smart device before you get arrested for stalking. So don't do that. But anyway, that brings this episode to a close. Just a reminder, it's sponsored by ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Check them out at ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn to try it for free. And yeah, for everyone here at the LockedOn Podcast Network and for everyone at Jays from the Couch, I've been Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care. Bye.